so, um, today we're going to be talking about, um, Better Call Saul season finale, Comic Cat getting cancelled, and the, the Batman and other Warner Brothers movies getting delayed, and more. So I just finished watching Better Call Saul, and, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, I'll talk about that at the end, though, because I'm going to be talking spoilers. Um, so I want to talk about Warner Brothers. So, Warner Brothers has delayed a few of their movies, which is not surprising because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Um, but the ones that haven't moved, um, okay, so the ones that have moved are The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, which is being delayed from September 25th to March 12th of next year, and then King Richard, the one with Will Smith, um, is being delayed a full year from November to November 2021. And then the Elvis movie with Tom Hanks is moving from October 1st, 2021 to November 5th, 2021. And then The Flash is actually moving up a month from July 1st, 2022 to June 3rd, 2022, which is interesting because of the controversy with Ezra Miller going on. Well, Shazam 2 is going from April 1st, 2022 to November 4th, 2022. And then, obviously, the big one is The Batman. Uh, the Batman is getting pushed back from June 5th, 2021, to June 25th, 2021, to October 1st, 2021, which isn't a huge gap, um, but the interesting thing about the Batman is, so, now Warner Brothers has no movie for that, for June 2021, so I think they're either gonna move Tenet to that, or, like, Godzilla, I'm not sure, but Tenet hasn't been delayed yet, so, it's gotta be delayed, though. Um, the only ones they haven't pushed are Tenet and Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, the Sopranos sequel, which they need to call that The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark. It's gonna bomb if they don't have Sopranos in there. And then the Will Smith movie, um, the only one I really need to talk about here is Elvis. It's interesting, it only moved a month. I didn't even know they were finished with production. So that's interesting. But yeah, these are all expected. This isn't really big news or anything. And then I guess this qualifies as movie news, but um, Georgia Governor says state's movie theaters can start to reopen on April 27th. And uh, this is also restaurants. Um, Republican Governor Brian Kemp on Monday announced an aggressive reopening plan for a state that would allow cinemas to begin reopening early next week. However, it may prove impossible for cinemas to fill on the lights if there are strict social distancing measures in place due to the novel coronavirus pandemic. A blueprint put forth by the White House last week states that during Phase 1, gatherings of 10 or more people would still be prohibited in a possible restriction for cinema. Hey, you, okay, and this comes from Hollywood Reporter. You can read it if you want, but I just, I just don't understand how a movie theater can make money when they have 10... I mean, it, I don't understand... This is going to mess things up. They shouldn't open movie theaters. So they don't like it political, but I just wanted to talk about that. I just think it's so dumb. Because, like, this is going to make it even worse. Because then people are going to go in theaters and infect, infect other people. And it's really not a smart thing to do, in my opinion. And then now I want to talk about um, HBO Max is going to have a few new shows produced by J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot. Uh, one of them is a shining show called The Overlook, about the untold stories in the Overlook Hotel, 
which excites me. I've recently watched The Shining for the first time and Doctor Sleep. I love both. I'm excited for this. And then um, they're doing a Justice League Dark Show, which I'm excited for. But I hope Guillermo del Toro is involved in some way. Because if you know, he was originally going to do a movie about that. Um, I'm excited. I'll watch them. Kind of wish they were, they, were mo they were movies, though. You know, that would be nice. Oh, and then apparently the Venice Film Festival is still happening. Um, so this comes from the Hollywood Reporter. The president of parent group, the Venice BNL, told Italian news agency ANSA on Monday there were currently no plans to collaborate with the Cannes Film Festival on a joint event this year. The Venice Film Festival is confirmed it will go ahead as planned this year, holding its 77th edition September 2012. This is crazy. You know, I believe it when I see it. Because you can't have... I just, I, yeah, I just don't understand how it's going to happen. Things could change if he wants. We really don't know anything about this thing. I just want to talk about this. Uh, so this comes from uh, IndieWire. And this is about The Lighthouse. Robert Eggers, director of The Lighthouse, says original Lighthouse pitch had an erection, but studios didn't want NC-17 movie. The filmmaker initially had a far more sexually graphic vision of the lighthouse in mind. Robert Eggers' 2019 buddy movie from Hell, The Lighthouse, was a lot. Hang on. Yeah, so, um, Eggers, who in... Oh, wait, no. Robert Eggers' 2019 buddy movie from Hell, The Lighthouse, was a lot. The writer-director's follow-up to The Witch looks eerily prescient now as a tale of two men... Played by Pattinson and Defoe, literally trapped in quarantine at their wit's end, verbally and physically sparring in an eponymous lighthouse. But what that already extreme movie could have also been, according to Eggers and recent film independent host Sakune, was NC-17. The sexual antics are graphic enough in the lighthouse, including Pattinson frantically masturbating to a mermaid figurine made out of soap, but Eggers wanted to take it even further. Eggers recalled being in a really lucky situation on the heels of the witch, with essentially carte blanche from A24 and New Regency to follow his own strange North Star. They were happy to be in business with me, and they liked the script and certainly thought it was strange but exciting, said Eggers of his black-and-white two-hander, for which he presented lookbooks that he said mostly matched the final product. There wasn't much of a pitch, really, he said. There was convincing to do it on 35mm black-and-white negative, and there was also some full-frontal male nudity and erection, and they were kind of like, look, it can be black and white and weird and all this stuff, but it can't be NC-17. You know, I think this is hilarious. I mean, if you've seen The Lighthouse, you know it was weird enough. Probably too weird for me. I mean, if they had the boner in there, that, that would have been crazy. It would have been it would have been hilarious, though. You ain't fond of me, me boner, are ya? I mean... It would have been hilarious. Um, I'm going to move on to Comic-Con. So, San Diego Comic-Con has officially been uh, canceled. Um, and this is no surprise, because you would hear people say that Comic-Con normally every... You get sick, you feel like you got the flu, because you're so close to everyone. And with this virus, it would be even worse. You could not have it. No way. So this makes 100%. It'll return next year, July 22nd or 25th. Um, no surprise. I mean, they couldn't have had it. 
but it still is upsetting. Uh, we're getting a lot less movies this year, that's for sure. Oh, and then the uh, trailer came out for uh, a new Al Capone movie with uh, Tom Hardy. It's directed by Josh Trank, who did Fantastic Four, and it looks pretty good. Tom Hardy's just an interesting actor, so I'll watch it. It looks pretty interesting. It's about his final days before he died. Um, so yeah, there was that. And then there was also... Oh, Bob Iger has kind of stepped back up at Disney. So, Bob Jacob was supposed to take his place at Disney, but now it's coronavirus. Bob Iger has to kind of come back and keep things afloat. Uh, which makes sense, but Disney's in debt now. They're in debt. They're not the biggest monopoly anymore for now. And they're in big debt. We'll see what, what happens. With that, Netflix is worth more than that now, which is really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, there's that. Oh, and then I wanted to talk about, um, Rockstar sort of confirmed that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to happen. Um, we, we weren't, we sort of weren't, we sort of weren't sure if the game was even going to happen, but a report from Kotaku has been, uh, had been made about the game. So this report comes from Kotaku. Um, the article is called 18 Months After Red Redemption 2, Rockstar Has Made Big Cultural Changes. This article is mainly about the cultural changes to the company. Um, and it's good. The company has improved. Basically, if you don't know, when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, I came out in some, like, interview or something that... Rockstar had been forcing its employees to work overtime, which is a really horrible thing. Um, but since then, they've improved, fired these bad, toxic bosses, and made more flexible bosses. Um, but, it's okay, so this is where they talk about um, GTA, GTA 6. So, um, right here, here. Yeah, so this is where they talk about Grand Theft Auto. So, um... One plan that management has laid out for the next game, a new entry in the GTA series, is to start out with a moderately sized release that is then expanded with regular updates over time, which may help mitigate stress and cost. So, GTA 6 is going to happen, but it's going to be a while. But I think this is interesting that they're going to start out smaller. I'm just glad we have a confirmation. So, it's going to happen, but it's going to be a while. But I will definitely be playing it when it comes out um so yeah that's pretty much oh and then the Kumail Nanjiani movie The Lovebirds is going to be released um May 22nd on Netflix can't wait for that it's the director of The Big Sick which is amazing and I was on Prime if you haven't seen it I'll do a double feature The Big Sick and The Lovebirds um and then now let's talk about oh I want to talk about the season premiere of Killing Eve so um yeah from here on out there's going to be spoilers for... No, no spoilers for Killing Eve. I'm going to do a Killing Eve review now. And then Better Call Saul will be spoilers. So, yeah. Uh, so, Killing Eve. The premiere, I thought was really good. I think the first two seasons of the show are amazing. Perfect. Except for the dumb cliffhanger last season where she's dead. That was ridiculous. But other it's great. This episode was great. Uh, Sandra Oh, her emotion is great. And when... Yeah, just everything that happens, I, I don't want to spoil. If you haven't seen this show, watch it. It's really good. 
um, Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy. It's really good. It's like an assassin show. Or just watch it. It's basically she ends up falling in love with this assassin who she's trying to apprehend. And that's the they're killing each other, but then they're making out and then they're killing. It's great. Watch it. Um, but now, so Better Call Saul. Spoilers for the Better Call Saul season finale. If you haven't seen it, thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Watch Better Call Saul, though. Um, well, this episode was amazing. Um, what's interesting is that Lala's still alive. And what's interesting is that it looks like he's gonna kill Nacho and try to kill Jimmy properly. I mean, he's pissed. But this whole episode was amazing. I mean, just the tension between him and Nacho, and you know what Nacho's gonna do, he's gonna, you know, he's having guilt, and the end of this episode was just amazing, but what's interesting is how the dynamic between Jimmy and Kim is changing, how she's becoming the dumb, she's becoming the one who's breaking the rules, and I think that's interesting, this, honestly, I think I'll do a full season review soon, but I enjoyed this season, but it just wasn't amazing, like past seasons. Like, season 3 and 4 were incredible. I think part of that is because Vince Gilligan was not as involved in this season. And I hope he is next season. Um, overall, this season was good. But I'm not reviewing season, now, just this episode. This episode was great. Um, everything with Nacho and Lalo. It was some of the best. Lalo... Um, Opening the window to the SUV and smiling is top five Breaking Bad universe moments. It's really incredible. He's an incredible actor. I want to see him in more stuff. Um, just absolutely amazing. You know, yeah, I love I love him, but everything with... The whole episode was great, and I love the thing with Howard. That was hilarious. So yeah, that's that's going to be it for today. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening.